Welcome to episode seven of the Mondays with Mark podcast, Putting the Motive in Automotive. Today, I am delighted and excited to be joined by Andy Sava, the garage inspector. Andy, good afternoon. Hi, Mark. Oh, I've never heard excited before. Thank <laughs> you. Well, I've... I'm humbled, humbled. You've humbled me. I've seen and heard and I've seen the the, the the brilliant things that you've been doing out there for garages up and down the UK and what, uh, well, I don't want to use the word unprecedented, but what a remarkable few months we've had as a, as not just a, uh, as a country or as a people, but also as a, as a trade. And uh, uh, just tell us sort of your thoughts on that just to begin with. I mean, you know, my, my first, my, my, my initial thoughts, Mark, were who, who wrote this movie script, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought, gosh, what are we all going to do now? And how's the sector that I, that I love going, going to survive? How am I going to survive, you know? And, and, and not knowing, I think, I think not knowing the answers to that immediately was really what I, I believe what put fear and, and anxiety into a lot of us, naturally, you know? Um, which actually could have had an impact on some of us when it comes to mental health, all right? Um, we, we, we know... You know, running, I already know, or we already know that running a, an independent garage business is quite stressful anyway, right? Yeah. Um, and not having the ability to sort of do what we do every day, you know, having to reset our clocks, but not not sort of knowing what time to reset it to, if you know what I mean, you know? Yeah. Um, and no one knew the answers. Um, so that it was very, very difficult, very strange times for all of us. And I suppose the only comfort that I, I sort of immediately got, the only sort of um, um, uh, sort of reassurance that I, I got for myself uh, to give myself a little bit of oomph was, was that it wasn't isolated to a region. It wasn't isolated to a specific business sector. Mm-hmm. It was the whole bloody world. Yeah. You know? So that, that was the only comforting thing for me. And that gave me a bit of an, an assurance that whatever the solutions were going to be, they were going to be fairly quickly considering uh, severity of what we were all going to face, you know? You make a good point, and, and what you said at the beginning about the fear and anxiety, which which really does spread, and you will know, as I did, businesses that had to close, I think, because of that, that fear, uh, that, that pressure. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I hark back to March 23rd. You listen to that, the, the Prime Minister's speech. Then you've got the, the fact that our trade can stay open. Then they take the MOTs away. You must have received a lot of contact or a lot of, what should I do? What should I do for my business? Yeah, and, and that was a common theme, you know. It was a, it was a very common theme. And, and you know, it's, it's you know, what, what are the sort of issues that, we, we, you know, we have to face? Or obviously, I'm not an independent garage owner now, but obviously, uh, you know, uh, I'd say an experienced one in terms of, of that and, and the challenges that we sort of faced. And I think the biggest one, the biggest one and the obvious one, I think, was keeping staff and customers safe for those mm-hmm. that were opening or, in fact, um, even the ones that were closed, yeah? yeah. Um, and not knowing when, when, when they were going to reopen. Um, and that's a huge, that's a huge undertaking um, to have, you know, overnight for you to have to close your business. And what you've got to remember is a lot of these, uh, you know, doing the work that I do, it, it's been highlighted that a lot of garages don't have the cash flow reserves that some other major companies may have. Mm. due to their prudent financial understanding of that model, you know? So um, it, it's tough. It was tough. And, um, 
it's it's you know obviously the government have come out and 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 and, and helped many of us. Obviously, we have this this grey area of whether a garage was retail or not, and most of the local authorities in the end came to the forefront and and and, and paid out this money, which was which was you know. Um, a lifeline for many. You make a really interesting point about the challenges that that, that garages garages faced. The reset button. You yeah. will speak to a lot of garages who yeah. I'm and, and I'm you know, saying we've. I don't need your help, or I don't need that, and I don't need to market my business because I'm always full. When it gets to something like this, and I don't want this to sound like a criticism of of, of garages by any means, but. They then, as you said, only have two weeks' worth of, of revenue yeah. or cash flow. And yeah. that, yeah. you know, there were some alarming stories about businesses that were really close to, uh, to, to, to going up. Closing. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think you know me long enough to know how critical and how straight to the point I get about things, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I don't mix my words. Um, I'm not too kind sometimes. And, I'm, I, and I talk predominantly about the after-sales sector in general, and I'm encompassing the retailers for that purpose and national chains, but also independent garages. But I've got to tell you, right, I have to say, Mark, I am so, so, so proud, right, of the independent sector in general. Mm. Um, what a resilient lot they are, right? And after the initial shock of COVID and whatever we had to go through, they really, a lot of them have stepped up to the plate showing courage and leadership you know and i think during this period it's it's the importance of independent travel through using the motor vehicle for the short and medium term has been actually placed has actually placed like a spotlight on mm. the after sales repair sector and and on one or two garages that that i work with on used car sales you know yeah and i have now over what five, maybe five six hundred garages within my little network and they've all come together to support each other each and every day and that's been amazing yeah i mean on a separate note you know i i I've probably dealt with and i'm not exaggerating when i give you you know a, a, an approximate figure of probably 300 separate individual requests for help guidance advice during the last four months and i've dealt with every single one uh given them time as much time as they want with me and the garage inspector will continue to do that and i and my video blogs have, have really been received um very well and to be honest that's kept me going and given me the motivation that i need also because i have my own issues to deal with mm. you know i'm not immune to what's been going on no so you know what i have to applaud and obviously, in, with every sector, Mark, not everyone's going to survive me. But I'd rather be in the, in the automotive after-sales repair sector than in the travel or hospitality business right now. And just before the other shops reopened, I thought our sector could could show uh, more than a thing or two to these other industries 100%. that are reopening because of, of all the, the measures they've put in place, the social distancing. And I think, you know, going through that period, they really have sort of kept calm and carried on. And when you talk, obviously, about, about the role you play, everyone has their, their, their own issues. And I think that's really important to mention. But you also have that responsibility, don't you, then, for, for garages and uh, I know you don't take that that lightly, um, you know, and you, 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 you care. That's the... 
I, I, I mean, listen, I, I've had, I mean, up, up to a couple of weeks ago, I had a gent, I'm not going to name anyone specific, but I had, I, had, I was dealing with someone on the phone. It was about half past nine in the evening, right? And I had a text come through, through Messenger, and it was a, 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 a garage, a, a garage employee, a, a manager of a garage who was trying to work out his figures mm-hmm. uh, on one of the video blogs that I did, right? And he, he, pro, he, he, he posed the question, and, and then what I did, I, while I'm talking to this other garage owner, I responded and said, look, if you give me 20 minutes, I, I said, I'm a bit tied up at the moment, but I'll, I'll call you in the morning, right? So he said, okay, thank you. Well, my sort of conversation with the, with the original uh, chap on the phone sort of ended about 15, 20 minutes later. So I texted this chap and I said, look, I'm free if you want to call me now. Now, this was about 10 o'clock, half 10 in the evening, mm. or whatever it was. Well, I was on the phone to this chap till about half 11, quarter to 12, right? Wow. And that's what I'm about, you know? And he sent me an absolutely beautiful, heartwarming message the next day, you know? And that's what it's all about, you know? And I, I think I think what everyone's got to remember and what confidence I want to give, what I want to say, you know, about the um, independent sector, right, is that they are an extremely important service provider within their local community. Mm. And many, during the last few weeks, Mark, have shown the value and the trust that they can represent to their, to their customers. And I'll tell you something, there is one commodity, right, that, and I'll say this in my courses, that an independent garage has above any other repairer, whether they're a dealer, whether they're a national train, and that is that vehicle owners have a direct relationship with the owners who run these places. Yeah. You know, they know them on personal terms, both ways, yeah? And I'll tell you something, you cannot buy that, and the value that builds and the trust that builds is absolutely immense, you know? And I'm so happy for our sector. I, I think totally agree, and things were mentioned in, in previous uh, webinars that uh, I've just I've, I've seen it. I've, I've, there's been a greater appreciation of the role that the garages are playing, and I think it's long overdue. You talk about your training courses, and, and two of the big things, obviously, being financial and marketing, which yeah. those were obviously were the two areas, uh, you know, that, that that people were obviously coming to you for help in terms of I need to sort my finances, and you know how 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 am I communicating to customers? And obviously, I'm in the communication business myself, um, yeah. and I talk yeah. about over communication quite a lot. But yeah. I think you're right. You the garages have this personal relationship but also their ability to communicate and you know this because of the mediums that you're on but garages yeah. are getting a lot better at that communication they, they are they are they are but there's there's always room for improvement and and i, I just want to add one more thing really of what we just touched mm. is 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 you know many, many what i find is many older independent garage owners they don't like change in fact None of us really like change, if we want to be truthful, right? Mm. However, they've had to change, and they've had to adapt. There's been no choice in this situation, and which proves to me that they can do it. And I want them to use the threats that we have, that we are all facing now, as opportunities to improve the way their business runs for the long term, Yeah. right? And, you know, the, the, and, and commu- you, know, you touched on communication. Yes. They have that one-to-one, but when you're closed, you have to find other methods of communicating, right? And one of the things that we should 
all learn moving forward is how vital effective communication is a, is an important ingredient component of mm. running a successful business, both from a customer point of view, so vehicle owners and how we interact with those, but also how we interact with our suppliers, you know, where it be a part supplier or um, an equipment supplier, whatever it is, or a training provider, it's very, very important. And I, and I can tell you, I, I can speak from experience here, you know, you remember that I had a parts factor next door to me because yeah. I always wanted a parts factor next door to me. I, you know, I've next door from Carstairs knew my business as well as I did because mm. I shared, I communicated with him, you know, he, he, because otherwise if I can't communicate with my supplier about how, how my business is running, then how is he going to support me, you know? So hopefully we, um, the times that we face now, we are, and look, not even our government has got this side of it right, mm. yeah? So, so we can't expect, you know, um, our garage owners who really don't have huge business acumen in terms of knowledge because we've never had to have that to run a garage, um, use this opportunity to improve our skills. And I remember saying it in one of my video blogs, um, how, how you can stay in contact with customers and, and you know, one thing you need is a good garage management system. Yeah. But also you need now a social media presence, mm. you know, for the younger generation, you know. And it's and 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 not we mustn't also forget our people, the people that work for us, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're an important cog, uh, you know, in in the thing. And now I, I mean, and you touched about I think you mentioned about the MOT thing. Well, one one of the examples I spoke about in my earlier video blogs. Uh, when the six-month MOT extension was announced, I encouraged everyone to pick up the phone and explain to the vehicle owner about the possibility of the pitfalls of not having their MOT done, right? And in the initial two or three weeks within my network, I remember we had about a 35% strike rate where customers were actually taking their cars in mm. for those that were open. And within six to eight weeks, that increased to nearly 65%, simply by just communicating you know? Yeah. Uh, so, a really good point because garages I, I, I speak to, they actually explained that your vehicle was subject to uh, an extension. You've probably been allowed that extension. Uh, they get notified seven days before. But every customer that uh, Peter Welch out from Scotland's Ash Garage in Didcot, every customer that was informed about the MOT extension, but also you know, the, the importance of roadworthiness, they all said, I want the extension, I want my car to be roadworthy. That took a lot of people by surprise. And I think looking at some of the figures, there have been a lot, uh, there have been a growing number of MOTs taking place, yeah. even though these vehicles have... Um... Exactly. So, so that would help in the, in the, in the longer, in the short term for that, for that peak that everyone's talking about, which obviously is going to happen, mm. but it's not going to be as big as, and even, even getting close to that day, if you communicate and try and get people in as early as possible, you can stagger that, 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 you know, we know it's coming. So we, there's no reason, you know, it's not going to just, we're going to wake up one day, it's going to happen. We know it's happening, isn't it? Yeah. yeah? So it's about managing our time, managing our, our, our football and, and, and making sure that we communicate properly. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, although we're facing, you know, real strange times, we must always try and take some positives out of it. And I've taken a lot. I mean, the fact that, People are sending me, you know, I've helped many like re, 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 paint and re, 
um, lay out their reception areas or workshops, yeah. but the energy that's gone into that, you know, where uh, never before has anyone had the time before. Every time I go into gouges, oh, I don't have the time, you know, and I, you know what I'm like, I go in there and I, you know, I'm screaming and shouting and whatever else. And yeah. There's, you know, this, this time has been a period of reflection for all of us and uh, given everyone a chance to actually stand back from their business and put some energy and time and um, a little a little bit of TLC mm. they've never done before, you know? My business has changed. Uh, I think it's brought the best out of us as a, as a team and also as a business and, and your business has changed. And with the courses that you that, that you run, yeah, have, have, have you seen other other opportunities now where you say actually I can see going forward that I'm going to need to do this uh, course or I need to put this on because yeah. this is an area that perhaps I didn't focus on before. Well, first of all, the feedback and the testimonials I've received, Mark, are a testament to the impact and the benefits gained from those who have made the effort to attend my courses. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to say publicly. Thank you to all all of those delegates that have made the effort, and some have come on all my courses, some on some courses, so I can't thank them enough because without them I don't exist. Um, and some of the successes that have been uh, that have happened have been so emotionally rewarding and uplifting, not only for my clients because they share that with me, but for me too, Mark. Mm. Yeah, and you only need to visit my website to see the kind of feedback that I get. Now, regarding um, the current, the first two courses, which was what you mentioned, which was the finance and the marketing. Yeah. I've actually now, I've added two new, I've launched two new titles, which I started this year, at the start of this year, um, and they are Effective Leadership and Managing Quality um, and Customer Excellence and Reception Management. So coupled with the other two, I think they complement themselves mm. very very well and I believe that if you do all these four courses together they provide the delegate with a truly unique learning and development opportunity and I encourage anyone who works in the after-sales sector to attend they're not just for owners and managers they're for everyone and in the in the um, and, and, and what I focused on is is uh, the four titles cover all the areas where I see common Thoughts, yeah, mm -hmm. common weaknesses, you know, within our independent sector. So they they they, they complement each other. Um, you know, the managing quality bit, uh, which I do with effective leadership, that that focuses on my skill set, which is uh, you know um, a subject that I studied. Uh, you know, the kaizen subject about taking waste out of an operation, yeah. minimizing, you know, a, a, a allowing us to expand the time that we have to to sell more hours. Um, so all the courses that I do intertwine with each other and they complement each other. And I look forward to, I've been quite fortunate, obviously I had to cancel some of the courses uh, in April, May, June and some speaking events that I had planned. But um, I've managed to reorganize those, rearrange those, and I've had a 99% strike rate. In actual fact, um, during this you know period where we, we, we've, We've been off, and we've been. I've been doing these video blogs. I've been inundated with requests. So, the gallery inspector will be back. Um, I'll start in. I'll start um, in September, where I'm in Newcastle. Then I come back down to uh, Surrey. Then I go to Chester, back down to Surrey. Then I'm in Cardiff, 
then I'm back in Newcastle. Then I'm in I, I'm in um, Lincoln, and there's there's some provisional dates which I've added. I think it's really interesting that you have a, an insight into the various sectors in the market because I think that enables you then to, to, to best help independent garages uh, understanding the motor factor, understand their supplier. When we look at the independent garage today, I've seen the video blogs where you've talked about shortage of technicians, labour rates is a real popular one, I know. Um, yeah, that's had that's thousands of hits, that one there. What, what, what is the biggest challenge for, for a garage? To, uh, let's, let's, let's look at that from a, a post-COVID sort of uh, era rather than... So this is sort of from, from, from today. What's the, the biggest challenge that uh, faces an independent garage? I, I think the biggest challenge... I think there's two. The, the first, I think I've mentioned before, is keeping everyone safe. Yeah, yeah, and working in a safe environment, which I think we've probably got used to that now. The biggest challenge for us is not to have a second lockdown, mm. right? There's a little bit of momentum coming into into place now, so you know there, there could be just segmented lockdowns in it, like what you had in Leicester. Yes. You know? Yeah. So you're in Leicester now. You're in trouble, aren't you? You know. Mm. You know. You, you've regained. So so that's 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 the biggest challenge is not knowing that this is over, right? And I think the, the, the second biggest challenge for me um, is how do we sustain our revenue with the way that we work? Yeah? Yeah. You know, um, it, it, this is very important because your fixed overheads are the same, right? And if you're not getting the revenue that you were before, you're going to be in trouble. So cash flow is king, mm-hmm. right? Talking to your suppliers and stakeholders is key. We go back to communication again. Yeah. And making sure that you have a, a as robust as you can in terms of measuring your business in order for you to be in a better place in six months, eight months, nine months, ten months. So for me, it's focusing on keeping the revenues as high as possible, but working in a safe and in a different manner which which actually reduces capacity, uh, capacity. Um, and that might be looking at your services that you offer, Mark. Mm-hmm. Maybe reducing the services that you you do, and maybe focusing on the ones that have more profit margin. All right. Yeah. Um, rather than trying to offer everything for everyone. And I've always been a believer that if you streamline your services, you become more efficient and more productive doing that. You know, I think it's it's great you've, you've taken sort of the challenges, but also turned them into the opportunities, and also talked about you know the advice. And I think that would have really cash flow would have been so important these last few months, and and help garages. And we've all learned from it, haven't we, Andy? We've all learned. Oh, we've all learned. All learned. Yeah, I mean, we've all learned, and that's why we have to stay positive. Um, we're one of the sectors which is. Not as buoyant as some, but we're sort of, I'd say, we're in the middle. Mm. Yeah? yeah. You know, we're not, we're not at the bottom of the pit. I mean, look what's happened to the aviation and tourist industry overnight when, um, you know, Spain's been, yeah. you know, been, been announced as one of those places where you've got to come back and quarantine for 14 days. Now, that has a, that has a huge impact because people, are they able to work, go back? There might be some garages out there where people have, are employing these people that are in Spain at the moment. You know, so these are the challenges that a garage will have to face, like every other uh, other sector. So we have to be a bit adaptable. We have to be reasonable. We go back to communication, keeping that constant. Um, and owners, 
need to step up, stay stepped up into that yeah. leadership that they're doing, show a bit of courage, uh, and and hopefully, we'll, we'll, you know, hopefully this time next year, we, we, we would all hopefully be vaccinated and, and, and we can get back to some kind of normality, you know? Uh, excellent advice, and thank you very, very much for your time. Thank you, Mark. Keep well.